fans of Live, Laugh, Murder. If you like Carmen and Joanna as much as we do, and apparently you like true crime, then we think we should be friends. I'm Beth. And I'm Bailey. And we, we are, are True Crime b and We do a podcast every week. We release on Fridays. And every week we'll bring to you two different true crime stories. First we'll bring you a disturbing story. And then one that will hopefully uplift your spirits a little bit. We'd love to have you listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, so join us every week on Friday. Find us anywhere you find your podcasts. On Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. I don't know anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and also you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at True Crime BNB. Did we even mention that we're mom and daughter? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you join our crime family. Bye. Bye. I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. And welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. Yes. Joanna, guess what? Chicken butt. <laughs> no. Okay, what? I'm feeling better. That's good. Whew, yeah. Um, I haven't listened to the episode yet because it just came out, so I'm curious as to how it sounds. Yeah, how shitty I sound in the last one. Mm-hmm. I had to cut out <laughs> a lot of sniffling and coughing <laughs> and one part where you saying, are you going to throw up? <laughs> did I say that? Yes. Why did I say that? Because I was gagging and coughing. Um. So bad. No, I'm feeling a lot better. The sickness has hit my house and Brett hasn't gotten sick at all. Good for him. How about you? You're, I didn't get you sick last week? No. You got a good immune system. I do. I, I think having a toddler who mm. goes to daycare helps. Yeah. You know what's going to be fun? This. Crime con. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We're going to Crime Con. Okay. Joanne and I volun- or applied to be volunteers. Yes, thank you. Explain <laughs> that. Yeah. It's been almost a year of our show. By the time Crime Con happens, it'll be over a year, obviously. Yeah. But that's in September. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Crime Con is the weekend of my birthday. Yay. So it'll be a fun time. Yes. Um, and we are a fun time. Who? You and I. You and me? You and me. We are a fun time. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. Today's episode, Joanna, you don't know this, it's not our typical format. Of course. Every now and then, we like to do kind of spinoff episodes. I like to do spinoff episodes. So if this is your first time checking us out, remember that tip. What you're going to hear today is not a typical show, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. So do I have to guess on this one? No, today's not a guessing game. Today is not a horror movie or true crime case. Today, we are doing a paranormal edition. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you want to know the topic of today's episode, Joanna? Obviously. Today is titled, Paranormal Edition, Haunted Dolls. (laughs) Gosh. How do you feel? That's how I feel. Tell me how you feel. It's, it's weird. All, like, I mean, I don't think dolls are, are really possessed. Okay. But, like, just the movies are just icky. The movies are icky, like, scary or stupid? Both. I like hearing your opinion because I don't need, we don't need to always agree. We don't need to be the same person all the time. Like, who's that one? I like hearing what your point of view is. Who's the one really famous, like Annabelle, right? Uh Uh-huh, a lot of people know about that movie, yep. Before we begin today, I'd like to dedicate this episode to one of our Patreon supporters named Katie. 
I'm waiting for you to say Joanna. No, then I, then I might as well dedicate an episode to Carmen. Um, <laughs> Katie is a part of our Live Laugh Massacre tier, and we so appreciate you, Katie. Seriously, Yay. thank you for supporting our show. And this episode, rewind. And this episode is dedicated to you, Katie. And uh, I hope you like it. Yes. And do you have a haunted doll in your home? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Before I bring you down, Joanna is here to bring you up, or at least make you go, what the fuck? Florida man. Oh, Joanna. Yes. I heard a Florida man. I don't know the whole story. I'm just going to tell you what I heard on the radio the other day. Because mm-hmm. where we live, guys, those of you who don't live in Florida, our radio, our local stations throw out like headlines all the time. What radio station was it? Was it Bobby Bones? No, Bobby Bones doesn't live in Florida. I know, but they do Bonehead Story of the Day, and a okay. lot of them come from Florida. Rewind. Okay. I just said our local radio station. Oh. Whatever. So was it? one? It was 105.5. So they told a story about a man who got his custody of his children taken away, or child taken away, because he went out to go to the bars and left his Alexa... Don't- Stuff. to babysit what? what how old were the kids that is my first thought and he never said i'm like how old is the kid he got t- uh, custody taken away well, how did alexa watch them like what did like, put that down Don't i have do that. no clue how he would leave a, a oh, robot shit. speaker yeah. like what did he tell the kid if you need me call me on alexa and sorry we should stop saying it because everyone's <laughs> in their house everyone i'll just say speakers in their house is probably going off yeah no clue I have no details. Anyway, not to steal your thunder. No, that's okay. But you tell me, what's your Florida man this week? Um, Becky sent this to me. All right, I should just have Becky come back over and read it. Read every time, (laughs) if she's going to be doing this for you. All right, Becky, I'm going to call you Becky. What do you got? (sighs) I hope I say this right. There's a lot of... In Odessa? Yeah, I heard of Okay, man has been arrested after he assaulted a police horse without... Provocation? Let me see see the word. Provocation. Provocation. So start over. Okay. An Odessa man has been arrested after he assaulted a police horse. (laughs) I can't say the word. Provocation? Provocation. 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 Without being provoked. So read it again. One more time. (laughs) Third Third time's a charm. An Odessa man has been arrested after he assaulted a police officer without... (laughs) Without being provoked. Joanna can't pronounce provo. Now I can't say it. Oh my God. Without being provoked. I apologize. This is embarrassing. According to the arrest report, two mounted St. Petersburg officers were on duty around hmm, two in the morning. It must have been around the bars. Obviously, yeah. On a Saturday. Their horses were wearing their appropriate police uniform and red and white blue flashing lights the horses were wearing their uniforms so if the horses weren't wearing their uniforms the the guy would have been like but what is a little horse uniform is it like a little vest insignia says insignia yeah that's like their little outfit the officers claimed that leilani 27 walked up to one of the horses and delivered an open-handed slap to the rear of the animal oh my god Poor horse probably wanted to like run. He, I, I guarantee he would have been drinking. All right, Le- keep going. Leilani claimed that he was unaware that he wasn't allowed to strike a police horse. Yep. You can't just walk up to a horse and smack his ass. Yeah, you can't do that to anything. Any horse ever or in any animal. scenario. He was okay. promptly arrested and faces charges 
of battery on a police horse. What if they go oh. to court and the horse comes <laughs> It was him. <laughs> like Mr. Ed. You're so dumb. <laughs> and the headline says, Juliana. Gets all dressed up. Joanna. Um, little hat. <laughs> Where is your head going? Maybe the coffee's finally kicking in. Okay. Florida man arrested for slapping police horse on the butt. <laughs> well, I always like to think about the Florida man stories like mm-hmm. if I was there. I imagine this dude was drunk, mm-hmm. coming out of a bar mm-hmm. with his buddies, yep. and his buddy said, I dare you to go smack that horse on the ass. Yeah. And then he did it. Yeah. And then he got arrested. Yeah. And I hope his friends filmed it and put it online. I hope so, too. That's really scary, though, because if you hit a horse, yeah. they could... Take off. Yeah, and they could kick you. I watch I My Little Pony. They go through... <laughs> they go through training, so obviously... <sighs> That's really mean, but also yeah. kind of funny. All right, so let's get back to the show. Thank you for that Florida man. First of all, a, f- a fun fact. Okay. A fear of dolls is called pediophobia. Do you have any type of reaction when you see, like... A bunch of dolls in someone's house. I mean, I think it's weird. Those porcelain dolls that they have, like, them all lined up on the shelves in their bedroom. (laughs) Do people still do that, do you think, very often? I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's still people. People are into weird things. And that's that's, that's your thing, but just be prepared to be called weird. I wonder what you're into that other people would think is weird. Because you know there's something. I'm not into anything. That's what you that's think. Weird. No, that's what you think. I look at your life and I'm like, that's a shit show. What is it? I'm what just, am I into? I'm kidding. What am I'm I kidding. into? That's weird. That's what I'm saying. You don't know. To you, it's not weird. And same for me. Joanna, do you need a hug? You seem down today. Do you need me to smack you on the ass like the horse? <laughs> I'm going to arrest you promptly. Let me give you an affirmation before we begin. Okay. I'll give you an affirmation. You, when you came in my house today, unknowingly matching your daughter with your sweatpants, t-shirt, and zip-up sweater unzipped, hair back in a ponytail. You two were the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to match you too. And it's so unintentional. You and your daughter, and I just love her, and she pulled all the little things out of her backpack and showed me what they were for, and they were hysterical. Her calculator, she said, is her phone. Mm -hmm. And she pulled out a little tiny toy cauldron. She said, this is scary. You know what she did to me the other day? We were on our way to the grocery store, and I was listening to music, and she was on her phone. Yeah, her calculator. She tells Mommy, turn it down. I'm on the phone. Oh, oh, the audacity. She's got the audacity, and she, I, I'm here for it. She's so sassy. I love her so much. Okay. Well, you know what she did not have in her bag? Hmm. A doll. Thank God. So let's get back to it. So the legend says that dolls become haunted because they have a humanoid form because they have arms legs yeah. a face any spirits or energy based on what you believe is it a spirit is it energy roam the earth and will sometimes inhabit a, a doll because they look familiar to humans spirits slash energy slash demons as others will say may inhabit a doll of a former owner or one they have owned when they were alive. If you go the demonic route with this, as in dolls being possessed, which is what you said, Joanna, then the thought can be that there's maybe kind of a poltergeist activity going on, like a cursed doll or something associated with voodoo even Ooh, voodoo has been dolls. recorded. Do you ever have like a pain or like, oh, somebody has a voodoo <laughs> Somebody has a voodoo doll of me. Yeah. You're, like something oh, yeah. hurts or like, oh. It's me. Hi. <laughs> we're going to start with our number one doll that you 
mentioned. Annabelle. Annabelle. And I'm not talking movies, guys. Today's episode is actual accounts of hauntings. This is supposedly based on a real story. Annabelle is based on a true story. How do you feel about that? I'm rolling my eyes. All right. So for today's whole episode, Joanna, I'm going to share some stories of famous, infamous haunted dolls. I'm going to share with you three different ones. There's, Chucky. There's a million of them. Okay? okay. And I want you to keep an open mind, please. And keep in your mind that all of this is... <laughs> she closed <laughs> closed the door. No, open the door. All of this is alleged. It's all accounts. And it's all what people have said. Can you roll with that thought? I will supposedly try. It's great because, you know, you're the listener that's like, oh, this is so fake. And I'm the listener that's like, is it? Because this happened. People just say stuff to say stuff. You don't think? I think some people do. Don't be mad at me for not believing it. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at you. That I just said to you five minutes ago that I appreciate your point of view. Except when you disagree with me. <laughs> no, no, no. I said when you, even if you disagree with me, I appreciate your point of view. So we're starting with super famous Annabelle. I watched the Annabelle movies, which are part of the Conjuring series, which I didn't know until then. I really did. I loved them, actually. Now, the actual Annabelle doll that the movies are based on looks nothing like in the movies. I'm going to pull it up for you, Joanna, so you can see. In the movies, Annabelle the doll is like a porcelain doll with long braids. White dress, right? Yeah, 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 like that. The real Annabelle that the true story is based on looks like a Raggedy Ann doll. I had a Raggedy Ann. Oh, I'm sure you did. And it's not scary at all unless you're afraid of Raggedy Ann. So here's the doll from the movies. It's like porcelain, wide eyes. Joanna, do you want to explain the actual Annabelle? It's plushy and not scary. Red and hair. The red hair, the triangle nose. The way, I mean, I see where like the, there's the similarities, but like the face is just a regular doll. It, it's a raggedy Ann. So here's the true story of Annabelle. A woman purchased the doll from a hobby store in 1970. It's thought that the doll was brand new since the dress she was wearing didn't exist before 1970. I say that because it wasn't like a hand-me-down or something old and vintage, as people would assume with a haunted doll. This woman then decided to give her 27-year-old daughter, Donna, the doll for her birthday. I was honestly curious as to why she gave her adult daughter a raggedy Ann, but I don't know. Maybe 27. There's got it. It was 1970s. Who knows why? I didn't. I have no idea. Donna was a nursing student and had a roommate named Angie. Donna and Angie noticed something was wrong when they realized that Annabelle would be in a different body position or a totally different room after they've been out of their apartment. Hmm. At first, the movements would be subtle and confined to wherever the doll was last seen. Like if they left it on the bed, maybe just a subtle, like the arm looked like it wasn't where it was when they left the house. But things became more noticeable eventually. For example, the doll would appear in Donna's room with the door closed after she left it in a completely different place in their apartment. Hmm. Like you leave it on the couch, you go to school, you come home, it's in your room and your bedroom door is closed How did that happen? I would assume that somebody was in the house. That's what I would assume. Of course, naturally. Sometimes the doll's arms would be folded or its legs crossed. Other times, it'd be in a standing position leaning against a chair. That's creepy. One time, apparently, I believe once, I don't know if it happened more than once, they found the doll in a kneeling position on a chair. And when they tried to recreate this with the doll, they couldn't get the doll to balance without falling over. Mm. Also, they started to find handwritten notes left around the apartment asking for help written in a child's handwriting. 
The note said, help us and help Lou, Ooh. which was Angie's fiance's name. The, That's creepy. The oddest part, yes, it is creepy. And like I said, Joanna, I want you to just keep an open mind and put yourself there. Yeah. Okay. The oddest part is the notes were written on parchment paper. But Donna said that she didn't own parchment paper. It did not exist in their apartment. Where did the paper come from? Who's writing these notes? Uh, that's why I would assume somebody wasn't coming into the apartment. That's what I would think. Also, the in the book, the Demonologist book, which is an actual published book written by Ed Warren, who I'm going to talk about again here soon, he wrote all about this experience. Mm. He wrote that Donna came home from work to find blood on the doll. Whoa. It was found on the back of the hand and drops of blood were found on the chest with zero explanation. This is what caused Donna to reach out to a medium and have a seance. Just throw it away. <laughs> this was about a month after, like four to six weeks after the strange event started occurring where she contacted a medium. Huh, interesting. So the medium told Donna and Angie that there was the spirit of a seven-year-old girl inside the doll. That she had played in the fields that stood where their apartment is now located and had died in that location. So here's a couple different versions. There's a couple different versions of the child's death that is supposedly inhabiting the doll. Here's a different one. After her death, the real child named Annabelle, mm -hmm. which was revealed to the medium, was found out in the fields. The other account, that's what I just said, the other account states that the child died in a car accident outside where the, where the apartment building is now located, and the child was six, not seven, whatever. There's yeah. different varying accounts, similar story. Either way, creepy. During the seance, Donna and Angie allowed the spirit to possess the doll, thinking that it was that of a child and would be harmless. So during the seance, the, spirits, the spirit asked, can we remain in the doll? We're not going to harm you. They allowed this and said yes. How, when did the child die? Before this apartment complex was ever built. So the, her spirit So a significant just, time. Yeah. So the spirit, like you said. Just lingered. Until it found something to take over? To attach to, right? Hmm. If you're going to believe that story, that it's a seven-year-old girl inhabiting, then yes, that's what you would assume. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to get back to it in a second. Okay. It is said that real physical harm eventually started being caused due to Annabelle. And two, Lou, where the notes were saying, help Lou. Uh-huh. Angie's fiance. He was staying with them at the time, kind of living with them, since the doll arrived. Lou didn't like this doll at all because he felt like it was evil. Lou woke up one night from a deep sleep and felt like he couldn't move at all. He says that all he saw was Annabelle at his feet. According to him, the doll slowly glided up his leg over his chest and strangled him until he passed out. It sounds like a... Like the, a the doll. It sounds like a lucid dream, to, or not a lucid yes. dream, a... What is it? Paralysis. Sleep paralysis to me, right? When he woke up the next morning, he swore it was not a dream. And when I've had sleep paralysis, because I suffer from this as yeah. well sometimes throughout my life, it does feel very real. Yeah. When you wake up, you're like, did that happen? Mm -hmm. Another time, Lou was home with Angie and heard noises coming from Donna's room, who was not home. So when he went into the bedroom and he turned the light on, he saw Annabelle laying in a corner. As he approached the doll, he started to feel like someone was behind him. And when he whipped around and turned around, there was no one there, but he instantly doubled over in pain and grabbed his chest that was now bleeding. 
He looked at his bare chest to see seven claw scratches across his chest. And not like a werewolf, like with seven fingers, like it was three or four horizontal lines and three vertical lines, scratches hmm. on his chest. Weird. They miraculously healed um, in two days. Oh, okay. So this... <laughs> after, I'm a believer. You're a believer now? <laughs> after this, they decided to contact a priest named Father Hegan. He he contacted his superior, Father Cook, who then contacted <laughs> the famous real-life paranormal investigators who are featured in the Annabelle and the Conjuring m- movies, Ed and Lorraine Warren. I mentioned them in our Do You Believe in Haunted Houses story. I told you a little bit about them. They were real people. They were very famous. And they are highly debated as if whether or not they were grifters or really yeah, believed yeah. this. Now, I don't know if you know this, and we can do a whole other episode on exorcisms. Did you know that you have to follow, the Catholic Church has to follow very specific guidelines to do an exorcism. Hmm. You have yeah. to get permission from very high up for this to be possible. A priest can't just all willy-nilly do exorcisms. Did not know that. Ed and Lorraine Warren, boom, here they are. They reported that the behaviors of Annabelle went on for almost a year before they got involved. So these roommates were dealing with this for a long Why time. Why just not just get rid of it? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't and know. just kept on maybe knocking they on were, the door. Maybe hey. they were compelled to keep Annabelle around. I don't know. Okay. Annabelle is reported to be inhabited by a demonic spirit, not that of a little girl, that mm. pretends to be that of an innocent young girl who supposedly died as a child. Not the spirit of an actual human child, according to Ed Warren. He says, God does not allow a child's spirit to go into a doll. This is also depicted in the movies when it's mentioned in the movies. However, he says that anything possessing an inanimate object would be a devil or a demon impersonating a child. Mm. So they were, when they allowed the spirit to remain in the doll, they fucked themselves right then and there. They were tricked. After performing an exorcism on the apartment, which it's not just exorcisms don't just happen on people, they can happen on things, mm-hmm. to cleanse the home, Ed and Lorraine took the doll. They ended up taking Annabelle and locking her away safely encased in their museum, which is located in Monroe, Connecticut. Is it still there? It is still there. Ed Warren filmed a tour of his museum when he was alive. He's passed away. That you can watch on, I think on YouTube now. And in it, he claims that Annabelle has killed one person that he knows of. Killed. Killed. I'm going to tell you what happened. They're little doll hands. <laughs> not they're like probably that. probably not even hands. They're just like little like curves. Little like mitten hands. No hands. Not like that. Not like that. He says that a young man came to the museum for a tour with his girlfriend one day. So pause. Ed and Lorraine Warren, along their travels of exorcisms and helping people with demonic spirits, according to them, they've collected things mm-hmm. and that are all still in this you can call it a museum. It's in, locked away in their home in Connecticut now, today. They have trinkets from all over the world, wherever they've been. And things have been blessed by priests and exercised and... Exercised the demons. There you go, girl. Okay, so Annabelle's one of the things there. So he says that a young man came to the for a tour with his girlfriend one day. The man started mocking the doll, tapped on the glass, oh. and challenged Annabelle telling her do it to do its worst and it did after the taunting ed kicked the dude out of the museum because you know like yeah. come on fuck around and find out yeah. approximately and this is this is true approximately 3 hours later while driving his motorcycle 
He lost control of his bike, hit a tree, and died. His girlfriend survived. Interesting. So if that happened, is it from taunting the demonic spirit in the doll? Or is it coincidence? Make your own... Yeah. You know, come to your own conclusion. In 2020, there were rumors, I saw this online, that Annabelle escaped the museum and people panicked about it. But I don't know if this is actually true. And supposedly the Warren's living son posted a picture of the doll locked in her case. Like, everything's okay, people. You used to be able to visit the museum and tour it, like I said. Um, But I found out that after Lorraine Warren passed away in 2016, the tours closed due to zoning issues and it's it being a private property. Mm. What are your final thoughts on Annabelle? I feel like I'd, I mean, like the movie is obviously probably more graphic and do more people die in the movie? Oh, it's way more intensified than the real story. I wonder what the people are up to now, like the ones that, like how they feel when she got out of the apartment. Oh, Donna and Angie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where are they now? Yeah. Okay. So let's go to the second one. I'd like to switch gears and bring our listeners to what is called the most haunted doll in existence. Chucky. It, okay. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Even I know that. Chucky's not real, Joanna. I know he's not. Oh, my God. Okay. It's one that you and I can go visit. If you Google the most haunted doll, this is going to come up. Pause for those of you who want to Google, and you have three, two, one. Now I'm going to tell you. It's located in Key West, Florida. And this doll was the inspiration for the Chucky movies. Mm. Robert the doll. Robert. Robert the doll. This was the inspiration for Chucky that you've been mentoring this whole freaking time. I literally said his name once, maybe twice. Like five times. Before I go into Robert the doll, I thought it fitting, and since you and I apparently or have shared brain cells, I'm going to remind our listeners of the plot of Chucky, the movie Child's Play. You ready for that? Sure. When's the last time you've seen Child's Play? Never. Never? Never. But you know all about it. Like Freddy, like Freddy Krueger? Yeah. You know all about it. Yeah. What do you know? He's, what, Chucky? Or, I, well, I didn't see the movie, but I know, like, he's, a, he's like a, a tall doll. He's not like your little, like, he walks and he carries a knife, and <laughs> that's all I really know. Whether you've seen it before or not, Joanna, listeners, I'm going to just give you a brief overview of the 1988 movie about a murderous doll come to life. Murderous. Murderous. I want to say I did get this summary from Wikipedia, which not everyone loves, but I liked Wikipedia's summary because it was short, to the point, and it just tells you the facts of what happened in the movie. That's what I like. So if you haven't watched Child's Play, spoiler alert, from 1988. <laughs> I'm about to tell you what that what happens. If you haven't watched it now, you're probably not going to. I know, right? I watched all the Chucky movies years ago, but this sums it up. So here's a movie plot, Child's Ready? Play. And, okay. Detective Mike Norris chases fugitive serial killer Charles Lee Ray, human, 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 yeah, yeah. through the streets of Chicago and into a toy store. After being shot by Norris, a dying Charles Lee Ray as he's dying, performs a voodoo chant to transfer his soul to one of the good guy brand talking dolls on display in the toy store. It was like, you know, pull the string in the back and it talks. Bring Chucky, hello. The store is struck by lightning at the same time and explodes. And Norris, the detective. Is Chucky based on a real story? It is based on Robert the doll that I'm going to tell you about. Did you oh, not hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gosh, <sighs> dang it. No, I love you. Um, <laughs> and Norris finds Ray's lifeless body in the rubble next to the doll. 
Widow, meanwhile, widow Karen Barclay's six-year-old son, Andy, desperately wants a good guy doll for his birthday, but she can't afford one. Soon after, she learns that a homeless man outside of her workplace has gotten a hold of a good guy doll and is trying to sell it on the street. She buys it from the homeless man and gives it to Andy, a very happy, excited. Okay. The doll appears normal and refers to itself as Chucky. That night, Karen's best friend Maggie watches over Andy while Karen has to work late. After Andy's bedtime, Maggie finds Chucky sitting in front of the television, tuned in to a late night newscast (laughs) about uh, Ray's death. Okay. So, yeah. She is then attacked by Chucky, causing her to fall out of the window to her death. What? Police search the apartment and Norris considers Andy the kid as a suspect, despite Karen's protests. Andy claims that Chucky killed Maggie and says that Chucky told him that his real name was Charles Lee Ray. Uh. The kid is saying, no, it's the doll. The doll did it. The next morning, Chucky orders Andy to skip school and take a train downtown. While Andy is distracted, Chucky sneaks into the home of his former accomplice, Eddie Caputo, and kills him by causing a gas explosion. Andy is again considered a suspect and is admitted to a psychiatric hospital. Oh, poor kid. After, I know, after claiming Chucky is the culprit. Karen returns home with Chucky, the doll, and discovers batteries in the doll's box. The doll has been moving and speaking without them. So that alone can fucking... As a mom, you're like, what the fuck? Well, nowadays you'd be like, oh, it probably self-charges. Frightened Karen uh, lights her fireplace and threatens to burn Chucky, who violently comes alive in her arms and attacks her before escaping. Karen goes to the police and explains what happened. Norris doesn't believe her. Karen finds the man who sold her the doll, the homeless man, and asks for more information. Norris arrives and interrogates the man, forcing him to admit that he took the doll from the torched toy store. Karen unsuccessfully tries to convince Mike that the doll's alive, but he insists that he killed Ray. Ray is dead. After bringing Karen home, Norris is attacked by Chucky, and I'm like picturing it in my head, and is in in the ensuing fight, like picturing a a doll fighting a grown-ass man. In the ensuing fight, he shoots the doll, whose wound inexplicably, inexplicably, I'll leave it like that, okay. uh, bleeds and causes pain to the doll. Chucky escapes to his former voodoo instructor, John, who informs him that the longer his soul remains in the doll, the more human the doll will become. And, like, he'll Ooh. basically get trapped. Chucky demands that John help him reverse the spell, but he refuses. Chucky tortures John with a voodoo doll, forcing him to reveal that in order to escape the doll's body, Chucky must transfer his soul to the first human he oh. revealed his true identity to. Andy. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Chucky stabs the voodoo doll in the chest, mortally wounding, wounding John, his voodoo instructor, and escapes. Karen and Norris arrive shortly after. Before dying, John tells them that to kill Chucky... They must strike at his heart. Chucky arrives at the psychiatric hospital where Andy is being held and kills a doctor with an electroshock therapy device. Clear. (laughs) In the chaos, Andy escapes and flees home, but Chucky follows closely behind and knocks him out. As 
as Chucky prepares, <laughs> as Chucky prepares to possess him with the voodoo chant, Karen and Norris arrive. Karen and Andy manage to trap Chucky in the fireplace and light him on fire. But a charred Chucky rises and chases Andy, just like, ah, I'm on fire, I'm to catch you. Karen shoots Chucky repeatedly, blowing him to pieces. Norris's partner, Jack, Norris and Jack on the case, arrives at the apartment, initially refusing to believe the three story about the doll being alive. Chucky's body suddenly bursts through a vent to strangle Jack. Karen manages to tear, tear Chucky off of Jack and Norris, shoots Chucky's body through the heart, finally killing him. Ooh. Jack, Norris, Karen, and Andy then leave the room with Andy turning back to look at Chucky's no. remains. Dun, dun, dun. The end. Does he get possessed? Dude, there's like a thousand Chucky movies. I don't remember. Where did the inspiration of Chucky come Robert. from? It came from Robert the Doll. So weird. here's the real story. Okay, I can't wait. Uh-huh. None of that happened in oh, the really? real story, oh, okay. but you're. I think you're going to pick up on why, what inspired it, okay? okay? There's a couple disputing origins of where Robert the Doll came from, but I'm going to tell you what I've commonly found. With all of these stories, Joanna, there's like two or three versions. Of course. Of course. Living in Key West in the early 1900s, I've seen 1904, I've seen 1906, the Otto family was given this doll by their, they use the word servant, their maid, whatever. This person was from the Bahamas and was reportedly skilled in voodoo, voodoo yep. and black magic. You can assume that apparently as they were unhappy with the family, this the doll was not given with good intentions mm, mm. and was supposedly given to them after being fired. Like, oh, parting gift. <laughs> you fired me. Here you go. <laughs> the doll is a life-sized for a child, like three feet tall doll, and is made of fabric and stuffed with straw and is wearing a sailor outfit. The nub of the nose looks like a pair of pinholes, and he is currently, through time, since so much time has passed, covered in nicks. His eyes are beady and black, and he has a smirk on his face. Hmm. Now, Joanna, before I go on, I'm going to show you what Robert the doll looks like, Can't the one wait. that we can go visit, and we should, in Key West. Yeah, they have tours. Whoa, that one looks creepy. Do you want to share for our listeners who don't know what Robert the doll looks like before I tell the story? It looks like a burlap. Oh, so, well, click on one. There's like okay. a million. Here, let's go to this one. It, what's the skin made out of? Or the, say skin. It's like fabric. It's obviously handmade. Mm-hmm. Is there a whole... Oh, the Knicks. I see the Knicks. Oh, it's creepy. Like, yeah. I would definitely, like, once she left, I would have chucked it in the garbage. <laughs> so the family gave the doll to their four-year-old son for his birthday. After they gave it to him, strange things started Naturally. to occur. The son's name was Robert Eugene Otto. This is the child's name, who is referred to as Eugene. So from now on, I'm going to call the kid Eugene. Please. He was immediately enamored by the doll and named it Robert after himself and even built the doll its own like little room in the attic of their home. Oh, he loved it. The little room was supposedly adorned with furniture, toys, and its own little teddy bear for the doll. Oh, well, it looked like a dog. Cute, right? So far, innocent. Yeah. So far, our kids have done things like, I mean, sure, you get a new doll, you're obsessed. This is where, and he, and he took the doll everywhere with him. Cute, cute, cute. Which isn't odd for a child, but when you remember that the doll's three feet Big. tall, yeah. <laughs> it's like you need a fucking booster yes. and car seat for that doll. Mm -hmm. Eugene was often overheard 
This is where you tell me when it starts getting weird. I'll just stop saying it. Oh, Eugene was often overheard talking to Robert by his parents through the door. They would say that he would change his voice. So you'd hear Eugene's voice talking and then you'd hear him pretending to talk in a different voice as if it was Robert talking back to him. Hmm. Over time, though, the parents suspected the doll was actually speaking with their son because the other voice was so much deeper than the son's voice. Eugene took the doll everywhere and people remember the relationship as unhealthy, claiming he would talk about it like it was a real person or a live entity. As Eugene got older, he started to blame Robert for everything when he'd get in trouble. For example, Eugene's parents would hear loud noises coming from his bedroom. They'd find furniture overturned, toys ripped apart. When they'd go in Eugene, when they'd go in, Eugene would say, Robert did it. Natural. I feel like that's a common thing for kids to do. I didn't do it. Uh Uh-huh. His parents would find him huddled in his bed, supposedly petrified, like under the blankets, like, Robert did it. Eventually, Robert took blame for everything negative in Eugene's life. Hmm. Now, this is where I pause and say, this is exactly what Andy did in Chucky. All the bad things, well, they were murder. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. He was saying, Chucky did it, Chucky did it. It was said over the years that people who'd passed the house would see the doll move from window to window. Others claimed that the doll's facial expression would change or that he would move from one side of the room to another. And the family reportedly caught... (laughs) You're going to hate me. Caught glimpses of Robert running from room to room. Oh like little feet. Other times, people claim they heard it giggle. Ew. Uh, it said that other, I hate the word servants, but this is the word that was used, of the home would promptly quit due to Robert. It's even said that an aunt of Eugene's had one time banished Robert to the attic, and that woman died the very same night that he was mm. put there. Do you, am I swaying you to believe in haunted dolls? <laughs> I know the answer. No, you're not. I know. As an adult, Eugene grew up to be known as an eccentric artist, and he surely kept the doll. Surely. He, you, shush. Did you hear what I said? As an adult, he's a grown-ass man with this three-foot doll. Still. He lived in in a home that he named the Artist House in Key West. Did you get married? Did you say that? Even after marrying, (laughs) he grew up to be a painter and remained where, you know. Yeah. It is said that after marrying and living at the home with his wife and with Robert, he'd often escape to an area of his home to paint, and Robert would always be by his side. (laughs) Joanna shaking her head. He would prop Robert up against his favorite window as he would just go about his life. It's claimed that in time, he spent most of his time with Robert painting and talking to his doll. His wife, Anne, hated the doll. I don't blame her. Eugene passed away in 1974, and she demanded that Robert stay locked in the attic in a cedar chest. After she passed away, Robert was given to a museum in 1994. When you visit Robert the doll, now this is why we most, you know, the most haunted doll. When you visit Robert the doll now at the Four East Martello Museum in Key West, you will see him, you'll see him encased in a glass case with his teddy bear. He is now over 100 years old. The walls of the room he's in are filled with letters written to Robert from tourists. Oh. I'm going to tell you why. If you want to take a picture of him, the tour guides tell you you must ask permission first to Robert. Oh. How do you know if you have permission? Exactly. 
If you do not, it is claimed by many that you'll experience terrible misfortune in your life in some regard. For example, Robert the Doll is blamed for causing car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and countless others. People have gone on tours there, taken a photo of him without asking, and feel like their life goes downhill. Something happens. That's crazy. So how do you redeem yourself? After they claim to be cursed by the doll, they write letters to Robert. Oh. Mm-hmm. So all the letters you see, I'm going to go back to the photo I showed Joanna. And you can, oh, my god. You gosh, see that? that and that's only that. all those letters. That's, there's a ton of letters on the wall. It's what, countless. What are you saying? Sorry to the doll? The letters I mentioned are those of apology and adoration yeah. from people who did not ask his permission and are trying to get their lives back together. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Supposedly, he gets a letter or two every day. Whoa. Now, some letters he gets are from people asking him for advice or to hex people that have wronged them. Now, people also send him candy, money, and occasionally a joint or two. Money. <laughs> They'll leave a joint. Could you just see his hip in his mouth? Could you imagine the employees like, hey, oh, we got another yeah. one. Now, with that being said, it, when we go to Key West and when we go on a tour and see Robert, which this is not planned, I'm just manifesting it. Are you going to ask permission or are you not? Are you going to take a chance? No, I'm not going to take a picture with it. You're just not going to take a picture at all. You know what? I don't blame you. Oh, why take the memory. chance? Why take the chance? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't eat. Why take the chance? All right. You ready for number three? Yes. The final one. The final haunted doll. Let's see if I can convince Joanna. And mind you, I don't know if I fully believe in all of this either. I have made this clear in the past. I love talking about it, researching it. It's interesting. It's fascinating to see what other people believe. But unless I see it with my own eyes, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm a believer in any of this, any of the paranormal. Yeah, it's just somebody saying it. Like, you could say things, anything. Oh, I just saw a but, ghost walk by your house. But you're the one who claims you had a ghost in your house. That is true, I did. And you believe it. And Jake and Ralph both know it. Both know it. Both, they both know it. They both. See? So you are more of the, more paranormal than I am. You've... You know what? There are some things in my life that I can't explain that have happened, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's stopping me from just full on saying it. Hmm. It's the cynicism in me. Okay. Number three, the final one I'll share with you today, Peggy the doll. And as in all the others, I first let me give you the explanation. Then I'll show you the picture. This one can be noted as the most evil of the haunted dolls. Oh. So Annabelle was the most famous I found. Robert was the most haunted, because I okay. guess affects people the most to this day. Peggy is the most evil, but, you know, they all say that shit. Yeah. It's a three-foot doll with blonde hair and blue eyes that looks like a typical American girl doll from the 1940s. Yes. So let's show you this Whoa. one. Oh, right here. This Peggy as well. Oh. Uh, okay, and then I'm going to have you explain it to the listeners. What does Peggy look like to you? Like what I just said? No, yeah, short blonde hair, little bow, look, all-American little doll. Now, look at the picture on the right. What is happening there to you? There's a seance happening in there. Some witchcraft. So, yep. With candles, salt, I'm assuming. Oh, chalk. Something like that, right? Sitting, yeah, in a circle. All right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Peggy is supposed to be possessed by a demon that has real effects on people who come in contact with her. Some people say she isn't possessed by a demon, though, but a woman who died of an asthma attack or some kind of, like, chest-related condition in 1946. Psychics have speculated that the woman possessing the doll could be of Jewish descent and may have ties to the Holocaust. Some people say, side note, that when hauntings and things like that occur, I don't know, possessions, that whoever is doing it has had a traumatic experience in their life. 
Like when we did the Haunted Houses episode, we talked about how haunted places are haunted because so much trauma has happened there. So I guess you could say that in the situation. Or it's just a fucking demon or a devil. Like, I'm here. A 2019 article came out saying that Peggy doesn't want people to know much about her. So that story I just told you of a woman inhabiting the doll might be totally a lie. Because... I mean, hey, psychics, they know what's going on, I guess. A previous owner, here's the the tea on Peggy. A previous owner claimed that while Peggy was in her home, she had nightmares, fevers, and suffered hallucinations. And again, Joanna's probably thinking, throw the fucking doll away. Carbon monoxide. Wow. You go there instead of the doll. That's okay. Yes, because old homes, Mm -hmm. they would leak carbon monoxide and people would see things. I like the way your brain thinks. Thank you. Well, to the owner, it wasn't carbon monoxide. It was Peggy. She said she'd wake up shaking and sweating. She said she ended up sending Peggy to a paranormal investigator because it just wouldn't stop. Now, enter Jane Harris, who wrote a book about this. The person who got Peggy said to have began feeling fatigued to the point of not even being able to get out of her bed after receiving Peggy. Carbon monoxide as well? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she just sent her just when it. she sent Peggy it was filled with carbon monoxide yes. when she agreed to let a friend take the doll for a few days she felt better Ooh. so that's how she kind of tested it out she then began working with the doll running experiments and having paranormal sessions and posting them online which is the picture you saw the weird thing here is the viewers this is where the most evil right this is their hundreds thousands whatever accounts of this the viewers of the YouTube video or the I don't I think she posted it on Facebook or something began reporting side effects after watching the videos people and if you look it up now there's a warning label okay people reported chest pains nausea crippling headaches things like that from watching just watching the video it's also said that Jane Harris's notebook disappeared after a seance once and it was later found on the beams of her fucking ceiling. Other people who have been around Peggy reported the same thing, nightmares or being tormented by unseen forces. Some would get nosebleeds, feeling physically ill to the point of vomiting or even hearing demonic voices and growling Ooh. while in the room with Peggy. Ooh. Others report after just viewing her photos online that their computers freeze, lights flicker, or the temperature in the room drops. Crazy. I mean, I know the <laughs> devil's, he does. The evil spirits, I mean, I get it. I believe that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not challenging you, Joanna. I just, oh, it's I interesting to talk about. Yeah. Peggy now has her own room in the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, if you want to go visit her. She sits in a glass enclosure and has cameras on her 24-7. Have they seen her move ever? I mean, what does putting them in a glass, like, I feel like if they really wanted to get out, they could just... It's not about that. It's not about the physical doll. The doll can't, like, walk around like you and me. It's about whatever's, what people believe, is whatever's possessing the doll, the spirit can, like, leak out and affect you. But the glass box is keeping it. I don't know. I See, guess that's, what's weird. that's what they would think is that the yeah. glass is keeping the demonic spirit contained. Before seeing Peggy now in Vegas, you have to sign a waiver in case any strange occurrences uh, happen to you. Pass. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to pass. risk it. Smash or pass? Pass. Pass. You don't need to risk it? No. All right. Well, there's your first uh, Live, Laugh, Murder's first paranormal edition haunted dolls. Interesting. You only only cussed 19 times. 
19. Well, if you count all the times I edited out because our children. children. See, no, I didn't count those because you dropped three F-bombs in two seconds. I, I, well, and not to the children. Come on now. No, no. And I, yeah, to Joanna, I'm like, these fucking kids. I'm 20. Sorry, kids, but don't talk when we're recording. I put a sticky note. Do you not see the damn sticky note? Shut up. This is how moms talk to each other about their kids. Spoiler alert. Yes, if you don't have kids. So before you leave, Joanna, I'm going to give your daughter a doll to take home. No, you are not. I'll leave it. I'm going to put it in your driver's seat of your car. Oh, my God. Listen, whether or not you... Oh, oh, one more thing about Peggy the doll. You know how people claimed all that thing, the stuff about like when they look at pictures of her yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. online, and I'm going to close the tab. Oh, my gosh, tab. we looked at pictures of her. We did. I'm going to tell you, I think it was just a placebo effect but when i was doing the research i got the chills i got like a weird headache and i'm like this is all because all in your head exactly it's all in my head but i'm not testing fate like have you seen it where kids where their parents give the kids sparkling wine or not sparkling wine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Juice, the juice. Yeah. And they act like they're drunk. Uh, if, do that to a 14-year-old right now. Be like, oh, here, do you want to try? Yeah. I'll let you try wine for the first time. They're going to act so dumb because I know I did that. Like, and then <laughs> they pass out. They pass out and it's all just juice. juice. A 14-year-old or a 15-year-old, you could trick them with that completely. Yeah. So next time you come over, I'm going to test it on you. I'm going to give you an alcoholic drink and tell you there's vodka in it and see if you act drunk. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for stopping in today. Stopping in. Listening in. Thank you for listening in today. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. And remember to live, laugh, and don't inhabit any dolls. Mm -mm. And murder people. Don't be like Chucky or Robert or Annabelle or Peggy or Joanna. (gasps) I am a good influence. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.